Alrighty, guys, welcome back to the fuck. I need to get this. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, <clears throat> I need to remember what episode we're on. I think we're on. I think we just hit twenty. Twenty. I, I think we just hit twenty. Yes, we just hit twenty. Welcome to our twentieth episode. There we go. Uh, today we have Tactical Trash Panda joining us. But before we get into all that, uh, huge shout out to Brownells for sponsoring this um, and all the cool stuff. We're gonna go through some stuff that I got this week, and then. Uh, I think Tactical Trash Panda has some cool stuff because he's also in the Bureau of Propaganda with us. So huge shout out to Brownells. Um, they have some coupon codes going on right now. And then we'll talk about um, some cool stuff. And then uh, Brownells forever satisfaction guarantee because they guarantee all their stuff forever. Um, so uh, Tactical Trash Panda, uh, along with uh, It's Millar Time is joining us. So It's Millar Time, go ahead and introduce yourself and then we'll get into our guest here. I think everybody knows me. Yeah, I know, but you got to introduce yourself. <laughs> hi, hi, it's Moar time. <laughs> there you go. See. <laughs> All right, so tactical trash panic. Kind of give us your 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 rundown. How's it going? All right, what's going on, everybody? It's tactical trash panda. Thank you, Hillam and Melar, for having me on the podcast today. Uh, I'm just a regular guy that's always been into tinkering with his hands. Uh, Firearms has always been my lifelong hobby. Just watching my dad uh, going hunting and coming back, cleaning his stuff afterwards. And it always had an interest with me. So 30 some years later, I'm, here I am building my, building all this stuff. <laughs> so your your dad was a pretty big influence in you in you becoming a, a shooter. Yes, he, he was. Uh, not just my dad, but like uncles, grandfather, all that kind of like, with us, firearms always came hand in hand. You know, like you got to be able to protect yourself. There you go. That's cool. So, what was your when's your first when's your first time you went shooting or hunting or whatever? Go with shooting first, and then I know you probably did hunting after that. All right. Well, the first time I ever shot a firearm was uh, when I was four years old. Uh, my dad put his hand like he let me hold his uh, forty-five. It was a forty-five ACP. Forty-five ARP is how it's known around here. There you go. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I was like four years old, so of course my hands are too small to hold on to it, so I'm holding it. He puts his hands over my hands. He's like, all right, son, go ahead and pull the trigger. Have fun. So that first shot had a big old smile on my face. Like Ever since then, it, he created like a little monster or something. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it got to a point where Later down the line, like maybe even my, in my teens, he started getting annoyed with how much I would bug him about, hey, dad, let's let's get this. Hey, dad, let's get that. <laughs> my dad, too, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> have you have you done the uh, the hunting thing or you just. Um, I did. Uh, OK. I got into hunting around like uh, when I was 13 years old. And uh, for some reason, my dad thought thir like 12, 13 was the age to say it was okay and uh after that like i got really into bow hunting over firearms actually i just felt like there was more of a challenge and more of like all right the, this takes a little bit more effort and then just pulling the trigger but i did get into firearm hunting no, nothing really serious because after a couple of years later like i got into sports in high school and for some reason after that like sports kind of overtook the hunting, hunting times yeah uh, mainly deer or what uh yeah mainly deer uh i never really went bird hunting 
I no. see. I used to go bird hunting as a kid. That's why I hate shotguns. I I find <laughs> I find the uh, the turkey laws interesting. I've only been hunting once. Uh, I went hunting last year, last year because it's it's yeah it was like a year ago because turkey season's May. Um, and yeah, we we were sitting in the blind for like two hours, and finally we we're like, let's like step out for a second, look around see what's see what's going on outside the uh the blind and uh hop out we were like on a point and then there's water and uh we look out across and we're still like calling and there was a big tom over next to this beaver dam and he kept puffing up he was reacting to our calls and we're like this is like trophy sized turkey <laughs> the turkey was like i'm gonna get some pussy <laughs> no he no he uh he, he crossed the beaver dam and we're like all right he's coming down the other the other side and then he's going to come over to us and then 10 minutes later we heard the shotgun go off with somebody else and like shit man that's my first hunting experience now that turkey's <laughs> in heaven getting some pussy up there yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's another thing that kind of turned me off of hunting is where i grew up there wasn't too much hunting land so like most of it was public and a lot of these hunters they don't care about your hunting space like They'll see you up in a tree stand and they'll probably like 20 yards out and they put up their stand. It's like, dude, have some respect for the space. There's plenty of wood, woods here for everybody. But nope. That's on the public, the public lands? Yeah, yeah, they don't give a fuck, yeah. man. I remember, I remember as a kid, we used to go, we used to go dove hunting and quail hunting. Mm -hmm. And you'd be going, and then it's like, all of a sudden you have a group of 20 people and you're like, it was literally just me and my dad for like two hours and all of a sudden you fuckers show up and then they start bagging all your birds and you're like well that fucking blows <laughs> they so. uh they like my dad's property it it's a weird layout but he basically owns the back of like a waterway so all the deer everything is there there's like wood ducks and all of that so um i've been considering more and more hunting uh, the whole like gutting aspect seems a little gross to me still. I think once oh, I do what? it like once, yeah, once I do, part. yeah, <laughs> once I do it once, maybe it will uh, be fine. But yeah, I, I've been considering that more. I kind of want to throw together a 308 to hunt with. Okay. A 308? Yeah, just uh, AR-10. I mean, I just, that's what I'm thinking. Mm. I got too many damn projects as it is. I don't know why I'm adding that. <laughs> I was going to say, dude, you, I'm pretty sure you got plenty of fucking, like, I have, I have a, and no one's seen this on, like, my YouTube channel yet, which is funny, because I've had this gun for, like, almost a year now, um, but I got a, a 350 Legend, uh, Savage Axis 2, um, and I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm at the point where it's, like, I almost want to rebarrel it, um, because it's a 223 bolt, so I really can, I can just go get a 223 or 556 barrel for it, and just, and slap that guy in there. But at the same time, I keep seeing these how many actions pop up on Brownells, and I'm like, mm, six five Grendel looks good. <laughs> six five Grendel, you can do some shit with. But I don't do a lot of hunting, so I was like, well, if I keep the 350 Legend, at least I have a hunting rifle True. because I, all my other calibers, I don't have another caliber to hunt with, like because you can't hunt anything with five five six or two two three. Yep. Because <clears throat> God forbid, um, and. Uh, so it's like yeah and i'm like i don't want to go get like a fucking 243 or like a 270 or some fucking fuddy caliber like that like i'm like i have 350 legend which i feel like is 
okay to go take a deer out to like 200 yards with uh which i did shoot it once and holy shit if that gun is not accurate as fuck at 100 yards all those rounds were stacking right on top of each other like no problem um what about 762 yeah i don't think like you by can, 762 by what 39 i don't think you can hunt with that can you yeah you can well okay. i guess it depends on your state but a lot of states anything 22 and under like five five six anything under they don't want you to use those i guess they're too well small. you know we should invite sean on from the we like shooting podcast and he'll talk about his hour and a half long hunting stories and i know you guys don't get that but if you listen to the we like shooting podcast like i do because i drive around fucking 12 hours a day uh <laughs> you can listen to an hour and a half of his podcast be about a hunting story and he can tell us all about it but I don't know dick about hunting. So don't listen to me about it. I've been hunting like three times and every time it was with a borrowed gun. So <laughs> I think most places they want you to use at least 30 caliber and above. I just don't foresee 762 by 39 being a good hunting round. But I say that and my buddy goes deer hunting with uh, 300 blackout. So I think there's so a lot of people pig hunting with 300 blackout. Yeah, I was about to say, I think there's people that hog hunt and they're running um, 762 by 39. See, the problem with that is I, the reason why I don't like 762 by 39 in an AR platform is because you always break extractors. Always. Mm. Like, I don't care because they're the the bolt face, like the depth on the bolt face, it's it's reamed out too much to accommodate that 762 by 39. Wow. Um, so you always break extractors and bolt lugs. And it's like, I don't want to be in the middle of a hunt fucking shooting at hogs. The next thing I know, my fucking gun's down because it just True. decided it was going to take a shit on me. True. I would do 300 blackout because it seems more reliable. <clears throat> um, but I don't, again, I don't know. Like, so, I should go fucking hog hunting because I could go hog hunting out here for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I heard you guys have a horrible hog problem down there. <clears throat> it's funny because literally, like, I live out in the fucking boonies. And... Um, like right across the street we apparently in my neighborhood a bunch of liberal californians have decided to move in and they're like i hear machine guns over there and it's like you go outside and you and you're listening and it's like pop pop it's like you can tell some grandfather is just sitting over there fucking shooting 1911 <laughs> off the balcony you know like like nobody gives a shit and, and, it, and all of a sudden i get all these people in our fucking facebook group and they're like oh my god <laughs> people are shooting i'm like it's fucking texas like <laughs> hey man that is that's a plug where you can plug in a link to a plate carrier on brownells and some use it on their walks there you go just like that man sell that's the problem though it's like i don't even i don't even i don't even link my personal facebook to all that shit so it's like creating a link and then i gotta send it to myself and then i gotta do all that i'm like fuck that <laughs> But think that would be entertaining to watch know, them walking right? around the neighborhood like that, man. Dude, with the fucking liberal people around here, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we can get away with it. Um, I say that being somewhat liberal of a person, but I'm more of a pro-freedom person, not a liberal, I guess. <laughs> there we go. We just lost half of our subscribers. Um, <laughs> um, do what you do as long as you don't bother me. That, that's pretty much where i'm at like everyone is upset about the whole supreme court thing and i'm like i'm like why does the government need to be involved in any of it you know <laughs> right like they make you want to think like all right you're either right or you're left but there's nothing like really in between i'm like what about the people like me who just want to put claymores at their front door and tell people to fuck off violently you know yeah. like <laughs> 
Fuck around and find out. <laughs> but uh, it's funny that you brought up the 762 in the AR platform because I wanted to ask you guys, what do you guys think now that Brownells is offering the BRN 180? I want to look at the Bolt. I want to, I hope they bring it to an NRA, they, you know, the old folk show that they have out here in Houston. Uh, <laughs> and I, I want to go there and see if they have it out there. They have it at home? <laughs> no, right? <laughs> <laughs> So they have they they have the NRA AM meeting out here and I'm gonna be there. I took time off work to do it. So and Brown else was like, sure, show up. And I was like, sweet. So I'm gonna go there and do that. And then uh, I'm hoping that they have the BRN 180 and 762 by 39 because I want to look at the bolt. I want to see if it's beefed up. Because if it's beefed up, um, that would seem like a like a plausible thing to get. Cause then I might actually get it. Cause then at that point, you just have to find reliable magazines. Um, because as of, Dura mags make really good uh AR style magazines for the 762, but I've never used them personally, so I don't know. I haven't used them either, but my dad, the FUD that my dad is, runs a <laughs> 762 by 39 AR, and he fucking hates those magazines. The Ooh. 20, the 20 rounder that he has, he says works phenomenal. He says he's never had a jam, but if he loads more than 21 rounds in his 30 in his 28 rounder, he's wow. like it doesn't fucking work. Right when it has the aggressive bend at the bottom, yeah. it probably hooks. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's it's the Duramag one. It's not mm-hmm. the, I think, ASC makes one. Nope. He he spent the $38 for a Duramag, and then he spent $31 for the other one. He's like, I'm just going to buy the 20 rounders for now. And I'm like, okay. Like, <laughs> is it more of a magazine issue, or is it yes. more of a timing? Okay. Magazine. It's a, my dad does not shoot fast. Um <clears throat> So when, uh, and I've shot it too. So it's like, if you load 22 rounds in that and you drop the bolt, um, the round will come up, but then the rounds get stuck at the bend because the followers at the bend. And then, and then you literally have to take the mag out. If you, if you, if you shove the mag back in, you can hear the rounds pop up in the Mm -hmm. follower. And then it, and then after that, it works no problem. But, and then if you load it all the way to 28, it'll shoot four times. And then you have to smack it again to get the follower to come around the corner. (laughs) 20 is a good, anything over 20. (laughs) Yeah. But, but I've heard the same thing where people are like, oh, I love Duramax. I've never had a problem. And I'm like, all right, sweet. And then my dad has bought like four of them now. And he's like, fuck, I'm getting tired of spending all the shot. I live on a fixed income. So he gets all, he gets all butthurt about having to spend $30 on a magazine. I was like, apparently you don't own a Glock. Um, (laughs) I mean, I I've heard 762 is finicky, um, but I do have uh, the reason I brought it up earlier for like hunting was I know I actually have a follower uh, that is actually waiting for the BRN 180 to come in so i've been kind of keeping my eyes out to see when it comes in stock to to be to honest why didn't why didn't he do the 300 blackout i i was checking out his page and a lot of his other guns are 762 that he appeared to be hog hunting with i believe oh okay he's over he's over your way he's over my way so i need yeah, to he's... avoid him okay <laughs> <laughs> i guess it's still a cheaper option even i mean yeah i mean it's still fucking cheap i mean dude i was looking the other day it was one one 199 for a thousand round case of tula really uh, 762 by 39 and then primary I'm so- arms i'm sold send me one the <laughs> <laughs> Primary Arms just also posted a thousand rounds of Tula and five five six. Now, if I haven't had so many issues with Tula and five five six as of recently, uh, or two two three, I'm sorry, not five five six. Uh, <clears throat> if I didn't have so many issues with my last 
case of Tula that I bought, I would buy another one. But I literally had out of out of all of them, I probably had 12 dead primers. Like oh. it was great to work on reloads and, and fixing your shit. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, I have to do shit for YouTube. <laughs> That's mainly what I use the steel case stuff for is like I, just shooting range and stuff like that. I, I mean, dude, I've got 2,500 rounds of nine millimeter and I, I have uh, the KP9. I have to finish that review. So that's hopefully coming this weekend. And then I have my, my Brownells Glock build that I'm going to be building. I got to review this guy, the, the RMR. Um, and then. Um, hmm. You've been running the AR9 more? The AR9. Yeah. The KP9, the AR9, yeah. that piece of wonderfulness i hate pccs if you can't tell um but <laughs> how, how would it be if brownells did a, a brm 189 yeah i'm not buying it um <laughs> i know you wouldn't but right there i that would sell me <laughs> that would probably sell a lot of people i mean i don't i personally think if you're if you're going to run a pcc you've taken the two worst things out of a rifle you've taken how big it is and the shitty round like why not just run a like a 10 5 5 5 6 because at that point you're getting you're getting better ballistics and it's all that like i to me i just think you've taken the two worst things in a pcc like don't get me wrong i i I love the bnt ghm9 but i cannot stand pccs like if they made that in a better caliber i would buy it in a heartbeat but i agree because like what's the point of having the same caliber? I mean, other than, all right, now you don't have to worry about having two different magazines and two different platforms, but I guess it's just magazine interchangeability at that point. I mean, most PCCs run Glock mags at this point. But at, at that point, if you're running the same magazine, and, and that's the thing, is like, I get what you're saying and I, and I kind of agree with it, but at the same point, why would you run the same magazine? Like, why would you want magazine interchangeability? Like, why wouldn't you want to run a rifle round and a pistol round? Like, I, I agree. Like, I never really got into the whole PCC thing where I got buddies that have built them out. I've, I think I even shot one at one point, but it was a fun range toy, but I don't see a true purpose for it. Uh, I mean, the purpose that... And the reason I built mine was talking with my neighbor, um, <clears throat> who was a detective. He he basically said it was the, a good home defense gun uh, because you build it short, throw a suppressor on it. Whereas if you're in your home uh, letting it rip with a five five six, even with a can, um, everybody else in the house, all well, like your family and that that you want to communicate with in a high stress situation, they're not going to be able to hear what you're saying after you've let it rip. Well, I mean, <laughs> I've been in some shoot houses before. You can still yell at people when people are shooting. Like, it's not like, it's not like, that's that's the thing. When your adrenaline spikes out of nowhere, you'd be surprised at what you can get away with. Like, it, it, like how you're not going to hear you shooting a gun. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you, you may think it will be the worst thing in the world, but when your adrenaline's up there, like, if you, if I, if you, if I came at you with a knife and I stabbed you, what's like the first thing that most people say that, oh, shit, I've been stabbed? No, they're like, oh, I need to fight this guy off. 
the adrenaline's pumping in your body. So that way it doesn't go, hey, you've been stabbed. That's for later. You need to stop the threat now and then you can deal with the after effects later. Yeah, you might be a little deaf, but I have literally lost a lot of hearing. You'll be okay. <laughs> but, but but that's like, I mean, that's really the, for a PCC, it's the suppressibility of it. I mean, I mean we talked about that before, but the, the part that sucks is the, the laws, the NFA or like state laws yeah. that require you to have long barrels because at the that end of the day, created you're... by cops, <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, if you're running five to eight inch barrel suppressed, like it's quiet. Or you but can run, soon, or you can run a, you can run a 10, five or 11, five or 12, five suppressed and still have it be a little bearable. You're, you know? you're you're yeah you're riding if you're if you're running non-subsonic ammo you're riding the edge of supersonic at that point because it's picked up enough velocity at around from what i've seen about 10 and a half i think but it probably it, it's all variant on which rounds and all of that <clears throat> i don't even know uh, anything about suppressors just yet i haven't you know, it's, it's funny. I have so many people who have suppressors <laughs> and um, I, I need to get them. Like I need to get, cause that's why I'm getting my SOT is so I can deal in suppressors cause I want to sell suppressors. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> but it's like, I keep looking at it. I'm like, fuck, I gotta spend $700 to go get my FFL and my SOT. And then I gotta, and then I gotta figure out how I'm going to do all that. And then with the new e-form system, is it even really worth it for me to do that? So at that point, I think, I think at that point, I will just have suppressors. Like if someone, if one of my friends wants to buy one, I'll try to just, you know, sell it to them for super cheap. And then I'll hold on to it until they get it, you know. But yeah. <clears throat> at that point, like, um, I know Malara is saying like, he's got some cans and stuff like that. Like I'm super into dead air cans. Like I want their K can and I've got a, my buddy has a three baffle can that when I get my SOT, um, he's going to give me. And then um, like, I like the shorter cans. So it's like, none of my guns are going to run like a super long can. Cause I don't like how much gas comes back on the Sam S. But when I shoot the Sam K, that's perfect for me. Cause I'm a left-handed shooter. So being left-handed, the ports right there at my face and, and, when I do that, like, it's just all that gas because it's like right in your face. It's like, if you know, it's like taking the money shot, you know, it's 30 it's times funny. in a row. Oh my God. I love that in your YouTube the other day. That had me rolling. <laughs> well, well, you know, first time I ever shot a full auto, it was a suppressed M16. Oh. And I was, I've always heard about the gas blowback. I was not ready for that gas blowback though. Nope. It, it like it just hit me and I just started choking on that gas after like just the first little quick burst. I'm like <coughs> but what, uh, what can was it? I don't remember. Uh, somebody had brought it to a class and uh, after the class was over and most of the people were gone, whoever that got left behind got a chance to shoot it. I was one, I was one of the lucky ones, but I didn't really get into the whole details of it. Yeah, my first my first full auto experience was um, my M4, obviously, and then the 249, which sucks to shoot full auto because it jammed all the time. And that's not a consistent thing. Like I want people to realize <clears throat> the 249 is a good gun unless it's poorly maintained, which is, you know, 90% of the U.S. Army's arsenal of firearms. So it, it was poorly maintained and it sucked. And then my first 
like full auto experience where I got to just dump like 2000 rounds of ammo. Um, we had a, we had a 240, um, 240 Bravo. And I mean, holy fuck that th- I was literally like backing up I'm like oh, <laughs> so bad. I was backing off of it just cause it just, it was like a bubble of gas. It just like surrounded you. And I was like, fuck this. Like, <laughs> and it wasn't suppressed. And then I got to shoot suppressed. My buddy, one of our buddies had, um, had the FRT trigger and we had a, we had a surefire suppressor and we put that on there. And I have a video up on my Instagram where I'm sitting there like unloading that thing. And then like the first few rounds, I was like, Ooh, like I wasn't expecting it. So I just had to, I had to close my mouth and be like, all right, I guess I got to grin and bear this bitch and fucking just ran the rest of it through. And it was Take fun. Breath, like, <gasps> yeah, it's fun, but fuck. I mean, if it doesn't suck and then you come home and you wash your face, and you're like, where's all this black stuff coming from? <laughs> My uh, my first auto experience, uh, I was hanging out with an SOT uh, in Virginia, and uh, we were in the backwoods. It, I think he had, uh, it was like an eight inch with a big ass break. That was a bit of a wake up call. It was a little startling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, and then I got to run a uh, full auto Glock too, uh, same day. And that, that I actually, there was something about shooting the handgun that I actually found more appealing at the time than I the, uh, you wouldn't? I, I, no, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't doubt is what I meant to say, yeah. but I didn't want to cut you off. I mean, it might've been, it might've been the, uh, the barrel length and the break. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, I've never shot a full auto Glock before. So that's, that's like a bucket list thing I want to do, but, um, I mean, I've shot a lot of machine guns. I mean, I've shot a, I've shot a Mod Deuce. I shot a Mark 19, uh, the 25 millimeter chain gun and the Bradley. I've shot that. I've launched a tow. I've launched an AT4. Like, um, I haven't got to shoot the Javelin or the Gustav. So those are like my two other bucket list items. Um, so and out of, was, go ahead. Curiosity with the SOT stuff, since you're looking into this, what is the whole story of legality of full auto? Because they can manufacture full auto. Yes, with a law letter. Okay. So with the intent of T&E for a police department, but they have to supply the law letter from what I'm told. Um, there's a lot of it going in there and I've got to s- literally spend some money with an attorney to kind of figure a lot of it out, um, which is something I don't want to do. But at the same time, like I don't really just feel like going and asking another FFL because I don't want to I don't want to be like, oh, well, Bubba said it was okay. Like, I'd be like, no, this attorney told me that this is what I could do. Um, But at the same time, like, there's a lot of resourceful information. uh, But at the same time, it's like, well, how much can I, can I trust it? Yeah. Yeah, How much can I trust it? Um, And then the ATF, you, you can ask them a question. They're just like, well, here's the law. It's like, no, 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 fucker. Like, I need to know, like, like, is this okay? But they can't tell you that because, you know, they're the government and they're useless <laughs> well they I, I feel like uh a lot of that stuff is left to interpretation of whoever is there at the scene or situation yeah like like well different states have different laws i know in texas like i know um like my buddy has his sot but he doesn't have a manufacturing ffl so he can't 
he can't make machine guns. He can't make SBRs. Oh, okay. But he can have them. The problem that he's having now is he was like, well, shit, now I got to change my FFL when I need to go renew my FFL. And then I got to change my SOT. Um, so now he's like, he's like, no, that's what he's got to deal with coming next time. Um, but it's like a 07. Yeah. The 07 is the manufacturing. He's got an 03 or something like that. And, oh, okay. and a collector or something. No, 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 no. 03, uh, 02 or something like that. Oh, whatever one. He's I think it's 03. He's allowed to sell guns and do shit like that. And then he's got his SOT where he's allowed to sell suppressors and sell and sell um, uh, like deal in NFA items. He just can't deal with explosives and shit like that. Like okay. that's a different that's a different FFL holding or a different uh, SOT class. So the SOT is a special occupational tax. If anyone's asking, um, you have to pay that. So that way the government doesn't come and butt fuck your dog. Um, <clears throat> is this where we plug in taxation is theft? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely. Um, but the, the problem with it is, is it's, it's very confusing because he, he did it on his own. I was thinking about going through a company called Rocket FFL, but, but I'm like, at the same time, do I want to spend an extra $80 to have someone submit all the shit that I could do for myself? Um, like it's, it all just kind of depends. Like I have it set up the way I'm pretty sure, like I'm going to get the SOT and the FFL that I want. Um, I just have to get my HOA to send me a letter saying that that's okay. And then once I do that, then I'll be able to, then I'll be able to do it. I mean, with the amount of packages I get like weekly um, via for work or for what I buy from Brownells, what I get from Brownells, like it all just depends on um, that like my HOA hasn't had a fucking issue. Like nobody knows that I have a business in my house already. So, you know, what the fuck does it matter? So it all just depends on all that stuff. But at the same time, it's a pain in the ass because the ATFs, that government agency is like, well, you're not going to get it unless we, you know, mm -hmm. and, and that's kind of the shitty part is you have to deal with that um, on top of doing everything else. So I don't know. To me, I think machine guns should be out of vending machines, but apparently people don't like that. So <clears throat> that's only in Chicago, from what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've heard a lot of uh, a lot of zoning processing goes on with the whole FFL licensing and all that stuff. Like, what's funny is my buddy basically lives in the identical neighborhood to me. It's not the same neighborhood, but it's an identical neighborhood, and he's allowed to have a manufacturing FFL. So if he's allowed to do it, I'm damn sure allowed to do it. And I read all my HOA bylaws, and they don't say anything about not being able to run a business in your house. They just say you can't park work vehicles on the street. And I'm like, fuck it. I don't have a work vehicle. So <laughs> so there we go. Um, it should be fun. Yeah. So once that all happens, then I'll be able to have all sorts of cool shit, but I'm still... I, I don't know. I keep wanting to put the paperwork in and I keep fucking looking at it and going, damn it. <laughs> I find myself with a problem where I look at all these cool things online or Instagram or like on websites. I'm like, damn, I want that. But I look at my bank account and I'm like, damn, I can't afford that right now. <laughs> Dude, I racked up, I racked up like $2,000 in credit card debt, like my first year doing YouTube. And, um, so, and that was and that was with companies like sending stuff out and then it's like you gotta you gotta understand too like being a reviewer like with my honest opinion companies never reply back to me now like the only companies that are like willing to work with me are companies that have good products if they don't have a good product 
um, they're like, no, we don't want you to look at that. Or they just leave my email on red. Like, thank you for your time. Um, which, which bothers me about silencer co because I've requested their charging handle like twice now. And both times they've replied to my email. Thank you for your interest. And that was it. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I, I feel like I've heard they are hard to deal with, but I, I mean, I can't say from experience. Like, I feel like I've heard that though. I wouldn't doubt it. Like I wouldn't, I really want to review that with like all the stuff that I have, like for suppressors, like with the charging handles, is it good being left-handed? Does it fucking work? And I, those are questions that I brought to them. I'm like, these are what I'm going to cover. And I want to test because I'm a left-handed shooter, not because you guys told someone to shoot left-handed for 20 minutes. Like I'm an actual left-handed shooter. Like I want to test this. And they're like, thank you for your interest. I'm like, okay, like, <laughs> I'm trying to review your product so I can put it out. I'll even send it back to you. Or if I like it, I'll, I'll buy it, but I'd like to test it, you know, and they're, they're, you know, some of those companies, they, they will not work with you. And then you got to worry about all the other Joe Schmoes out there who run like a, like a really, I'm not talking about you, Tack the Trash Panda, <laughs> who run like a really shitty version of like a YouTube channel, which I'm not going to say I'm top tier. Like I'm not out here running fucking grand thumb stuff but I, I have a lot of information in my videos and I'm trying to help people. I'm trying to give people an honest opinion on what, like, if you buy this, what can you expect? Or if you, if you buy this for your EDC stuff, like, what can you expect? Because this already got carried today. I went and shot it. It was fine. Like my RMR, like I have never owned an RMR. I've actually seen them fail, but I've wanted to give one a shot. So Brownell sent this out for me. Like, that's pretty cool. Like, that's not some shit that happens with other companies. Like I guarantee you, I could send an email to Trigicon. They're going to be like, cool. Have a fucking great day guy. Like facts, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So it's like, you kind of have to like, that's why Brownells is kind of like my home. Cause like I can, I can contact people there and be like, Hey, look, is this something that would possibly be good for a review? Um, give me one second, gentlemen, go ahead and um, do what you're going to just talk about on the podcast real quick. Cool. Um, yeah, I need to, uh, I need to loop back to my scalper build. I say that every, every podcast and on my YouTube, <laughs> but that thing's been sitting uh, a while. What projects are you working on? Uh, I don't have any projects at the moment. The last thing that I was working on was a SIG P320 build and I pretty much got it all done at this point. I, I'm planning on putting some, uh, night vision optic ready height sights on there and okay. uh, i may even get a streamlight tlr tlr one for it uh to me it's more of a at this point it's more of a range toy than a carry gun um thinking about getting a harrington arms uh comp on it as well what's funny is i built that gun out because a buddy of mine he was like, hey, I want to send you a Flux Raider just to have fun with. All you just need to do is get the FCU or buy yourself a P320 and you can swap out the parts once you get it. Tell your buddy I'm available too. Are you running, was that a one of the P80 uh, frames and then you did the drop in... Um... So I did end up getting the FCU from Brownells and uh, I got the P80 frame from Brownells as well at the same time. And I sent it, I sent the frame to my buddy, Angry Sarge, and he was 
mess. He was just starting off with stippling work. And I was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to let them go ahead and do your thing on it. You know, since they're so modular, he's like, I want to stipple for you. I was like, all right, cool. Then another buddy of mine, he had a SIG X carry uh, modular piece in a, a modular frame, grip frame, whatever you call them. So he sent that out. Someone's to me got too. sirens in the background. Sorry about that. I live <laughs> near. It pisses me off. I didn't realize there was a fire department right next to us. So we it's hear that. Okay. Like, They're going to rescue the single moms. I um, guess. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, my buddy Angry Sarge, he stippled both frames for me. So I have a SIG X carry frame and I have a P80 uh frame for that thing so oh, nice the first time i did shoot it was maybe i think two weeks ago two and a half weeks ago i ended up liking the sig frame a lot more than the p80 but that was just personal preference they both felt great in the hand before i shot them but for me i feel like the sig frame felt a little bit more ergonomic and uh more steady and weight i want to say like it was more equally balanced more balanced <laughs> my buddy my buddy mike loves the sigs he's got like every fucking sig known to man <laughs> and um i mean x carry x carry plus like all the shit like he's like oh dude i just sold this gun so i go buy this one and i'm like okay dude um and he's like he's like nothing feels better than a sig and every time i pick one up i'm like this feels cheap as fuck like <laughs> and i carry smith and wesson so i'm not i'm not like bougie as fuck over here like mm -hmm. like i'm every time i picked one up i'm like why does it why like when i shoot it like when i like we're clear but when i when i shoot his the whole slide moves forward hmm. like i'm like why does that happen like and you can see it in the optic because when you pull the trigger you're like oh that moved like you can actually see that move and it, it to me i was just like I was like, no, like, I, I don't think I could do the SIG thing. I've tried, tried to, I've, I like the 365, um, but not the, not the original, but the 365 XL, I've shot that. That was good. Um, and I really liked that and enjoyed shooting that gun uh, more than I, and I had a Glock 43X at the time and I hated shooting that fucking thing. So <clears throat> it's a good carry gun and I would defend, I would depend my life on it because it, it, I mean, it always shot, um, but I, it, I mean, it, that gun was kind of rough, like, I don't recommend it. <laughs> it, 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 it. Yeah, it's snappy. It's hard to hold on to. I mean, I think it's just because I got like like fat hands or something. Like mm -hmm. because with that with that, I I had like I you know you rest your thumb on the other side. Yeah. Every single time, my thumb would end up down here after I pulled the trigger. I'm like, what? And then I got it. And then I stippled it. And even then, like still, like I had the most fucking aggressive stippling. And I was like, really? Like <laughs> pissed me off. Like I got, I got tired of shooting it. <clears throat> That's the thing. Like a lot of people think they, they, they get, when they go for concealed carry uh, options, everybody always wants to go for like the tiniest gun, but they don't realize that the tinier the gun is, the harder it is to yep. actually shoot. Yeah. So exactly. For me, like the tiniest I'll go is the Glock 26. And even with that, I always carry with an extension, like base plate on there. See what's funny is my one of my buddies had a 43x and he had it uh, ported. He had the barrel ported and he had the slide work done. Mm -hmm. And I mean, holy shit! I picked that thing up and I was like, "Great, this is gonna be another one." 
fucking shit show. No, if it wasn't <laughs> the best fucking thing to shoot ever, like I was like, holy shit, I guess I should have just went and got some slack work done in a barrel boarding. It was wonderful. I mean, the thing shot butterflies, you know, it's just, you know, I was like, oh, <laughs> but I, I, then he was like, yeah, I, I went off and sent the slide in for 300 bucks and I slipped the barrel in that was 180. And I was like, yeah, okay, fuck that. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> at what cost? I mean, at what cost are you going to, you can get any firearm to shoot smooth, but at what cost? Well, that's the thing is it's like, this is not the best gun in the world. I have an apex trigger on the way from Brownells and um, makes a hell of a difference. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, sweet. But to be honest, out of my 17 and this, I would I much prefer the trigger on this than my stock 17 trigger. Um, and the Gen 5 Glock triggers, people are like, oh, this is the best Glock trigger. I'm like, if that's the best Glock trigger, that's the worst fucking trigger. Like, I mean, it is terrible. And I get it. Like, I'm not the world's most phenomenal pistol shooter, but I'm going to try the Apex triggers. I've got an Apex trigger coming for my 17 Gen 3 and then for this. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run both of those. Um, because I have my 17, I'm pretty much going to make like a race gun kind of. Yeah. I've got a threaded barrel. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna suppress it more than I'm gonna comp it, but I do want to run a comp on there. But I was also thinking maybe because the Brownells window slides have that whole thing on top, I'm thinking maybe yep. I can just have the barrel ported and then run it like that. I think that would be pretty cool. I've always thought about that. I'm like, all right, another all my Brownells Glock barrels. I mean the slides. I have that lightning cut on them. I just mm -hmm. like the way it looks. Uh, I was wondering, like, do the barrels that you see online, do they match up with those ports or do you have to get them custom ported? I don't yeah, know. I get them uh, custom ported. Do you? Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to look. Was it, uh, is, one sec, I'll find who it is. Uh, like D's Gaines or Jay Worth. Uh, those guys that are also in the um, bureau, mm -hmm. uh, they sent they sent theirs out and had them custom done. Really? Um, yeah. However, uh, the source that they were having them done at. Um, oh yeah, didn't they rip them off or was ripping? People uh, off? It wasn't exactly them. Supposedly, I guess uh, people were sending in full guns for stippling and other work too. And um, it sounds like that that dealer kind of disappeared and wasn't responding to people. So they cut ties with them. Oh, that fucking blows. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't, I'm not sure I should have said that on here. <laughs> well, he didn't, but, didn't, uh, he, didn't he say it on his Instagram? No, he told me to reach out to him. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so whatever. The, uh, yeah, who, I didn't mention a name, but they, <laughs> but who they were using, uh, supposedly. David Moore, you fucked yeah. up. <laughs> <clears throat> you make me turn red over here. Anyways. <laughs> I've also never built a Glock before so i'm really wondering how that's going to work out it is a breeze it is also, a breeze i also just noticed that i don't have sights <laughs> other than my little arm on here <laughs> but i, mean, some I feel like sights are overrated <laughs> sights are overrated you don't need those <laughs> point you gotta red that. you're good to go <laughs> <laughs> if you can't point shoot you can't shoot <laughs> um what's funny though is i i say that and i i don't think i've ever used the iron sights on my on my actual gun i like them just to have them but once you get used to the dot like i feel like you look straight for the dot i mean when you yeah. get 
I get people on YouTube all the time are like, well, you need backup iron sights. And I'm like, to be honest, if my reticle goes down, you can use like a giant fucking thing. Like you're like, all right, I can still point this like towards you. And I still like, if I'm within six feet, I'm pretty sure I can hit you, you know, (laughs) six yards, not six feet, but you know, it's like at the same time. Yeah. It's good to have a backup. It's always good to have a backup, but I don't know. Is it- I've noticed one thing though, like shooting with a dot has actually helped me get better proficiency with shooting without a dot. Same. And I did. So I had a buddy of mine right to bear on the podcast and I am not a pistol guy. Like I like, to be honest, I am only into it because I am trying to get better. But at the same time, like if tomorrow, if I was like, fuck trying to get better, like, I would put that down. I'd be like, fuck that. I don't want it. Like, <laughs> I want my rifles. I like my rifles. <laughs> but at the same time, yeah, like shooting with a dot makes it way easier. But then I've seen people who are like, I can't shoot with a dot. And I'm like, really? And then they get behind it. And I'm like, oh, okay, you you can't shoot with a dot. But they're dead on at dead on nuts with iron sights every time. I'm like, I don't get it. I'm thinking about actually getting my dad a, a custom slide and uh, from Brownells. And put a red dot on his Glock because he has an OEM Glock, but with his eyesight going bad now, I notice he's not shooting as good as he used to. And when we were at the range the uh, the other week, I was like, "Well, Dad, why don't you here try this out?" gave him gave him my build with the dot on it, and he was hitting ringing steel, but with his normal Glock with regular sights, he just his eyesight just isn't the same anymore. Yeah, or just send this send the slide off to get milled. I mean, to be honest, that's probably all he needs. Get it milled and 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 put a dot on there. I mean, I I wouldn't foresee a problem with that. Uh, I just sent you a couple um, links, Panda, so that you can see what what it looks like. I think they list who did theirs, although I wouldn't recommend them. <laughs> There's a couple of companies that. I got friends that have gone to and they really enjoy it. They really liked it. But I feel like nowadays, especially with Brownells, sometimes when they have the slides on deals, like. I, to be honest. Yeah. I was blown away where you get a slide in a Trigon for like, I was like, really? Like <laughs> really all you, all you need is the slide at that point and an optic mm-hmm. and I can get them a cheap Hollison. Like I want to say cheap, cheap, but like a decent Hollison slap it on there and he already has all the internals so i'll just have to do an internal swap and he'll be good to go after that Mm -hmm. i mean to be honest i I do dig the rmr right now i haven't put it through its paces yet and i definitely am going to shoot it a lot more but i see the rmr as as a pretty good site to have and then the deals at brownells i think they were 5.99 recently for a slide and rmr combo so i was blown away at that i was jumping on it um so i did that and then um with my dad because my dad has my dad has a ruger p89 and with the 10 round mags because he bought it during the ban era and he has not updated he's like this is my gun i'm like oh god (laughs) it what's even funnier now is that people are buying those guns for like an atrocious amount of money like i'm like sell it because he i think he said he paid like 300 bucks for it or something like that like back in oh, like wow. 90 96 it's and the nostalgia. 
Yeah, it, well, there are guys. It survived right now, the ban. <laughs> there, yeah, I know, right? There are guys right now who are like, "I'll buy it, uh, Banera and all." Like with the magazines, I'll give you like eighteen hundred bucks for it. And I'm like, "Why haven't you done that? You could literally turn around and go buy your dream nineteen eleven for eighteen hundred bucks." And he was like, "Well, but I like it." And, I don't want, and I'm like, "So much value." He, my, my dad will not sell shit. It's weird. He still got his Remington 1100 from like the 80s. I'm like, <laughs> those are actually good shotguns. I so I have a, a 2000s, an early 2000s era Remington 870, and I've not pulled it out in years. Um, but yeah, like Remington used to make good guns, and then yeah, when they, they when they did that whole thing where um, I'm trying to remember what happened. They, somebody bought them out some group bought them out and then all of a sudden it was like they became shitty like overnight and i was like oh. rustomatics i've seen like remingtons out the box with rust inside of them so yeah oh, yeah oh, okay that's not good <laughs> back, i'm pretty sure mine has rust on it <laughs> back when Dix was still selling firearms even the guys in the back were like yeah you don't want you don't want the remington they had rust on them i was like they must be selling you guys the bad batches. I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, I'm I've never had a problem with my Remington. Now that it's older, it has a problem ejecting the tall brass, just because mm-hmm. I think I think I need to go like send it in to get some work done on it. But I mean, I probably got like fifteen thousand rounds of shotgun shells to that fucking shotgun because um, I used to do a boatload of like weekend ski shooting stuff. Yeah. and i'm like oh yeah because that's what i did all through my teens because you know you couldn't own a handgun or or an assault rifle and then go buy an ar-15 when i was 18 years old seemed like unobtainium so i had my shotgun i just used to go fucking grab 100 rounds of shells every weekend and just go plow around but i mean a shotgun is most versatile i mean Mm. i don't shoot it as much as i would like to but i I don't know. I could go the rest of my life without ever having to shoot a shotgun. I wholeheartedly agree with Aaron Cowan thing of shotguns belong in museums and that's where <laughs> they need to stay. <laughs> I, I'd probably agree. <laughs> I look at it this way. Uh, for me, I had it for hunting purposes. So <laughs> I, I was able to get the Mossberg 500. It came with the two barrels. One, uh, It came with a Iron sight slug barrel and uh, came with the ribbed uh, the ribbed barrel, barrel, yeah, the birdshot barrel. Yeah, till this day, I don't know anything about different chokes. It came with three different chokes. I don't know what each choke does and how. Oh, it so I used to know. Well, I used to know only because when you do competition shooting, um, you have to you have to be able to tell them like what choke you have, and then they pull it out and they tell you if you're allowed to shoot that day. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I used to have to like double check. I'm like, do I have the right choke in there? Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I don't. I, to me, honestly, like, I get, I get it for hunting, but at the same time, like, there are dudes out there who are buying these like Turkish bullpup shotguns, and they're like, and they're like, yeah, and I'm like you haven't changed since 92 like <laughs> <laughs> like come on man like grow up <laughs> let's get you a real gun where i grew up like if you wanted to hunt with a firearm you either had the choice of a muzzle loader like black powder or a, a, a shotgun so you could use slugged barrels in my area i don't think you could use buckshots for deer but uh 
you could use slug barrel uh slugs and muzzle loader that that's all you could really use for firearms so if you couldn't use buckshot then why did they call it buckshot <laughs> i guess county county stuff i don't know but i prefer slugs anyway i mean I've only ever shot like two slugs and I'm like, yeah, no, that's way too fucking much. (laughs) I'm not a big guy. I just don't like, I'm not a recoil junkie. Like there are dudes out there who are like, I want a 500 Smith and Wesson Magnum with 900 brain cartridge going four feet per second. Like, (laughs) no, I'm good. (laughs) It's funny, man. Like I've shot like slugs with iron sights, like at a hundred yard bullseye, like touching each other with that shotgun. And it's funny because I didn't realize one day where I grabbed uh, two and three quarter inch Magnum slugs and it was a hell of a difference in elevation. Like I probably <laughs> shot two, two, three feet above what I had at zero at. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is going on with my shotgun? Why is it shoot? I, I look at the box. I'm like, oh, uh, shit. <laughs> that's nuts like i would not i would not want that i don't um i will say though the uh the the shotgun game i don't know how people do it like religiously because they just seem too big and clunky and then i remember when they came out with those stupid fucking ones um those little short ones with the bird oh yeah oh yeah whatever those damn things were Kind of like the shockwave. Yeah, there, there we go. The Mossberg shockwave. And I yeah. was like, who the fuck would want that thing? And then I show up to my range and there are dudes um, there are dudes who are like, yeah, like, I love my shockwave. It's perfect for home defense. And I'm like, so is an AR. Like, like <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I saw those things when they came out and I was like, yeah, that doesn't look fun to me. It does, uh, yeah, it, it just seems like I don't know. I, I don't like shotguns. I will I will wholeheartedly die on the throne of fuck shotguns. <clears throat> I'm like in between. Like I'm I, I like to have them, but it's not my go-to. If it, if my dad didn't give it to me as my first gun, it would have been sold a very long time ago. Like, <laughs> I think that's where it is. Like that was like one of my very first firearms that was given to me. Like my dad bought it for me and it was like, all right, though, there's your hunting hunting gun right yeah. there. Yeah, that was the, my dad was like, all right, we're going to take you hunting. You need your own shotgun. Yeah. And I had a youth 20 gauge for forever. And my dad was like, well, we're going to go buy you a 12 gauge. And I was like, okay. So I bought a 12 gauge and I wanted a pump action because I didn't want an auto. He's like, you sure you don't want an auto? We can get you an auto. And I was like, no, I want pump action because, <laughs> you know, 12 year old me was stupid. And uh, <clears throat> so I got my, my first pump action shotgun and I was like, Ch-ch-ch-ch. like being all cool and shit. And uh, no, like then you, you, I don't know. I think I just shot it too much to enjoy it anymore. Like, I think that's really what it is um, because shotguns do not appeal to me whatsoever. I see guys out there with like auto shotguns and they're like, yeah, look at this. Like, Ooh. Not automatic, but like auto loading yeah, there are people out there who are dumb enough to think that that's what I meant. So, um, they're, you know, they're like, Oh yeah. Like $4,000. Like my buddy the other day, he had a, he got a custom Beretta action, um, and a custom Beretta barrel 
$3,100 for this thing. And I was like, dude. And he's like, and they sent it to me and it was 20 gauge. And I was like, and, and he was like, I wanted, I wanted a 12 gauge. I'm like, well, I mean, it's a shotgun, dude. Who gives a shit? Like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, but no, it's like, I have to, in order to compete in this specific class and I'm arguing with Beretta because they built a gun and it wasn't on what I bought. And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, I could see that. Like, that's cool. But he, he does random things with this shit. And I'm like, no, like definitely not, <laughs> not something I want anything to do with. Uh, I mean, and I'm not, I'm not shitting on you. I hope you know that. Like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it this way. I'm not, I don't, the shotgun isn't my go-to because I know I'm not, I haven't trained enough with it. Yeah. That's a whole different beast all by itself. I think that's probably why I'm not big on them either is I like, yeah, I know to throw it to my shoulder and pull the trigger, but like, I think, I feel like I don't hold it properly. I tend to leave with a bruise like that pops up the next day. <laughs> um, uh, no matter so, what, if whatever you, if you shoot a hundred rounds of it, it's going to leave a bruise. <laughs> yeah. I normally don't shoot that much, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think, uh, same thing. It's like getting out and training with it might be, uh, might change my perspective on it. So away from shotguns, tell me about your BRN-180. I love it. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's pretty damn cool. Uh, I I was thinking about it. I was like, for a long time, I was like, man, I wouldn't mind getting a BRN-180. But they were out of stock for the longest time. Religiously. For the longest time. And I'm like, so when I got the opportunity to finally get, I actually put in the order and I was, it was on back order for maybe two, three months before I even got it from Brownells. And uh, then I just started putting everything together. And I want to say, like, to me, that was just a fun build because that's probably one of my most expensive builds, like, when it comes to AR-style platform, just because I had the JMAC custom folder on there. I had the Gearhead Works. Uh, tail hook, yeah. Tail hook. Uh, the sights, I mean, I wouldn't mind upgrading the optic on it later down the line, but I had a Romeo 5 that I got for like 100 bucks at the time. So I was like, I have it. Let me just slap it on there for now. It's so funny because I, I, I build all my guns and I, I don't like cheap stuff but i don't like spending excessive amounts of money on yep. shit either it gets expensive <laughs> after but i bought an aim point a comp m5 and i was like fuck why does it have to be so fucking nice like, like why like why is it so good to spend 700 dollars on an optic like i i literally looked through that site just, and i'm like yeah i spent 700 dollars on this but it's also the best red dot i've ever looked through and I'm like, no, like I have the pro, the patrol rifle optic also. And that's an, that's a phenomenal optic too. It's not as good as the, the comp M5, but I'm like, shit, is it almost worth it to get a T2? You know, cause now I'm sitting here and I'm like, I'm like, I wanted the comp M5 cause I wanted the AAA battery. And now I'm like, but, but I could also get a T2. Like, so it's like, what, like, what, what can I do now? And now I'm just trying to talk myself out of buying a T2. Cause that's really like what I'm going to buy next for an optic. And I'm like, Mm, because i don't like magnified optics i don't like like i've run lvpos in the past or lpvos 
and I've run them and they're okay. I don't necessarily want to have one on a gun that I'm going to use for home defense. But there are then there and there are dudes who are like, I'll only ever run LPVOs. And I'm like, like, go get it, dude. <laughs> like, I don't care. Like, yeah. but at the same time, what like what what are your optics preferences? Like, do you have any other optics? What do you have? You have you have a lot of hollow sense, right? Mainly hollow sense. I mean, the first red dot I ever bought was the Hollison 515 something cm know. or whatever see it was c something and i got it at the local gun show and i was like i don't know ever since before then like it was either running like iron sights or scopes so yeah me like the red dot game was completely different well you don't look that old i mean <laughs> i'm not i'm not but uh i didn't really get too in debt with firearms because Growing up in Maryland, there were so many restrictions mm-hmm. that, like, we didn't really have too many options. And so, like, there, you, I mean, you got to be 18. At 18, you can get an AR-15, from my understanding, but it can't have a collapsible stock, like a telescope. It has to be, like, the old school, like, straight A2, A2 yeah. style or something. Good reason you should go to Brownells and pick up a KP-15 if you live in Maryland. There you go. <laughs> cool fact is uh, in Maryland, I was still living in Maryland when I purchased my BRN uh, receiver. You don't have to go through a seven-day waiting period to take that home with you. It's not considered an AR-15 platform, so it doesn't go through the same restrict uh, same restrictions as it. So... With an AR-15 receiver, if it's a stripped receiver, like then you got to wait seven days before you can take it home. Yeah. Then you also can only purchase one regulated firearm a month, from my understanding. If you don't have a collector's license, there's a lot of BS. That's why, like, I never really got too into all the cool stuff until later down the line. Yeah, because you live in. If you want to say you live in where now? I live in Virginia. Okay. So a lot less uh, communist, (laughs) a lot more freedom. I lived in California for quite a while. So I know how much, I know how, I know how shitty gun laws are. Um, In fact, I know a lot of people who still live there and deal with that. Um, It's really ass backwards and feel good laws that the politicians like to put out because well, yeah, it, it does absolutely nothing. And they know it does absolutely nothing. They just want to do it. Yeah, so I probably purchased my first uh, defense-style firearm mm-hmm. back in 2012. And it was a Arsenal AK. And that was before, like, Maryland's assault weapon ban, or, like, they had a bunch of bans going on at the time after Sandy Hook. So I was like, if I don't get it now, I'm not going to be able to get it later down the line. I was don't, like, don't you love the reactionary nature of politicians, like just by themselves? And I know that we don't, we don't, we talk a lot of shit on people all the time, but especially politicians. Um, <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not liked in a, by a few people in the same circles that we run with, just because I'm not super pro cop. Um, but <laughs> I heard you. <laughs> yeah, you heard me. <laughs> but, Man, uh, I, I might have to go into uh, the com- the conversation I overheard while I was at a restaurant the other day. It had me uh, 
kind of laughing. <laughs> but I just real quick, like coming from California and seeing like how shitty the police officers treated people who had guns. Like I remember going to the range, we got pulled over one time. I mean, dude, we got dragged out of the car, slammed up against the hood, like treated like complete dirt. And they're like, all right, everything looks legal. And I'm like, no, motherfucker, it is legal. Like, fuck off. Like, <laughs> you know, it's just like, I get you have a job to do, but you also shouldn't be a fucking tyrant, you know? And, that, and that's the thing is I'm not saying that's all cops, but it's a majority of the ones you're running into nowadays. And I'm and I and I see that and I know that that is going to upset some people. But at the same time, like, if I can help by me crapping on your profession, if I can help you quit being a fucking tyrant to people, then that's what I'm going to continue to do. Otherwise, you can take it sideways, like I know some of them have. One of my best friends, he's a cop, and even he says most cops don't know shit about the gun laws. That also bothers me. That is also like you're a police officer. You use the law to arrest people every day and you don't know the law. Like that blows my fucking mind. Like yet a lawyer has to know the law to pass the bar. Like it just absolutely blows my mind that we let cops run around not knowing the laws and arresting people for shit that they don't do. Now I say this knowing that my best friend or one of, not my best friend, a good friend of mine is a police officer. And I shoot on him all the time to his face. And he totally gets it. But he also knows that I'm crazy. So, <laughs> <laughs> For the most part, I've always had good experiences with cops. And I, I know there's been bad stories and all that. So I, I just judge each person by their own character. I don't like to lump some different people into one category. It's okay. I will, unless it's a the, politician. I will stay the crazy unless person. Yeah, on this unless it's a politician. <laughs> <laughs> I will stay the crazy person on this podcast. Don't worry. Like, like uh, we, <laughs> we, appre we appreciate you taking that one for the team. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though, like uh, a couple of years ago, I had a car accident. Somebody rear-ended me on the highway in Virginia. And we always say that Virginia drivers suck. But uh I was at a dead stop. I was at a dead stop in Virginia, and uh, on the highway, this guy is not paying attention. Rear ends me, full speed, pushes me into the car in front of me. So I get sandwiched in between. At the same time, I'm carrying. So that was like my first actual time where I had to deal with an officer while carrying mm -hmm. firearm. So I didn't know how it was going to go. Plus, I may have actually had a concussion at the time after getting hit that hard. But yeah, it's a high possibility. Yeah. So <laughs> I remember I kind of blacked out for a moment and uh, my fiance, which was my girlfriend at the time, she told me that I was very delayed in response. But the cop, I was like, all right, the cop asked for my stuff. So I was like, I took my wallet, gave him my driver's license and pulled out my concealed carry uh, permit at the same time. I was like, by the way, officer, like I am carrying. He's like, cool. That was it. He's like, cool. I was like, yeah. oh. I will say anytime I've ever displayed like, or ever, like I, I was, I was thrown to the ground at a, I work on ATMs. 
<clears throat> so somebody called in a suspicious person and I, and I literally like was standing there like with my hands up I saw the cops coming so I put my hands up and I'm like all right whatever you know hands up don't shoot over here and uh, <clears throat> the cops come up I mean they rolled like three deep the cops come up like what are you doing here I'm like I'm working on the machine like who do you work for and I'm like my ID's in the van blah 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 <clears throat> and he's like I'm like this is who I am blah 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 I'm here for this like I'm here to work on this machine it has this like, okay so then he comes and grabs me by my wrist and like like dosey does me around and then like puts his foot in front of my foot and he's like get on your knees and before he even said that i went straight to my face he's like get on your knees and i was like i'm on my i'm on the ground man like <laughs> you've thrown me on the ground and I, I i i was like okay so i literally just sitting there and he's like he's like what is this because my my gun had literally had fallen out because i was working on the machine so it unclipped like the holster not the whole gun but um it had unclipped off my belt because I was working on the machine because that happens sometimes. And then um, he threw me on the ground and my gun came up on like up in my shirt, like up here. And yeah. It was in the holster. So it was just chilling there. And he's like, what is that? And he's like, you have a gun. And I was like, I have an LTC, like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> he, it, I mean, he was just being a complete asshole. And the other cop comes around and he's like, are you here to work on the machine? And I was like, yes. And he, and he grabs my ID out of the back of my van and, and he was like, Oh, okay. And so then he's like, it's okay. It's cool. I'm like, what was the reason for this whole thing anyway? Like what, why? And he's like, someone called in a suspicious person. I'm like, cause someone just shows up in a van with tools and decides they're going to work on a machine that I have a work order for. Like, I didn't get it, but you know, it is what it is. But at the same time, like, I realize you have a job to do, but do you have to be a dick in the process of you doing your job all the time? Like, <laughs> and then the other cop was like, he's cool. Like, I was like, okay. And then I ended up talking with that guy. Coolest cop ever. Like, he's like, he's like, oh, you want to see my Air 15? And then I was talking to him about my YouTube channel. And then, like, we went and talked about that. So we were talking about that. And the other cop was like, ugh. And I got, I had got done doing what I was doing. So I had nothing else to do. Nicest cop ever. But it's like, you're rolling around with big dick shit over here. Like, why do you have, like, <laughs> can you pistol whip this guy? Like, <laughs> so it's just, it's like yeah you can have good and bad experiences with police officers and i'm not and i'm not trying to sit here and be like all cops are fucking terrible a cab like th that's not what i'm doing i i don't like law enforcement because i feel like they enforce shitty laws unconstitutional laws and that's that's my beef with law enforcement my beef that's that's it that's why it's like i post up on my instagram all the time you have a right to remain silent use it and then i get people who are like well, you, you know <laughs> I think I think it's Millar time knows all about that, but um, <laughs> uh, I I do want to plug in that uh, the BRN one eighties. There's a fair amount of these in stock right now. I've been browsing them while you've been talking. The eighteen the eighteen inch ones. I'm also kind of interested in that one. Has anyone? Uh, the know eighteen with the stock is in. The sixteen with the stock is in. Uh, the ten point five is in. And then the, the sixteen and the eighteen. You have the 10.5, um, right? I do have the 10.5. And I wish it was a 12, um, but... I said the same thing. I sent them a message. And I was like, why couldn't you made it a 12.5? Like, <laughs> I, I wish it was a 12.5, but I'm like, all right, I'll take it. Whatever. <laughs> but, uh, what, why do you want the 12, though? From what I've heard, a lot of people are saying that 12.5 is ballistically better. Mm -hmm. Well, it's always ballistically better to be longer. I mean, I, I, I really like 11.5 when you're in the, 
when you're in the 10-3 or 10-5 range, um, it beats the shit out of your lower parts kit. Okay. It, so it like, all depends. It all depends on on how quickly the bolt's moving back. So yeah. that I mean, I think with the BRN 180, that's probably different than like an AR. I would uh, agree. But at the same time, like that 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 goes into really nerdy shit. Like, how big is your gas port, and like, <laughs> is your bolt right. carrier group? Yeah, that's that's yeah, let's let's all really... compare <laughs> gas port sizes, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I put my I sent my upper to trajectory arms. I can go get a keyboard. <laughs> like, I'm not the mechanic. I'm just the driver. So, <laughs> but I wish it was a twelve five because then it would be easier to put a vertical grip on, and people would not give you shit for it. Um, because I do like running the vertical grips because the slate black industries that I run are phenomenal for not only using as like a hand stop, but you can use it as a vertical grip and then you can bury it into whatever you're doing. And I, I just really like it, but it's a vertical grip. So, you know, if you post it to your YouTube channel and people are like, mm, you can't have a vertical grip on a seven and a half inch AR. And I tell them, hey, it's not my gun. I don't give a shit what that person does. They're like, but the ATF's going to come after you. And I'm like, and they've got plenty of shit on me already. So <laughs> to me, I, I look at the 10.5 as a perfect like backpack carry option. Like, yeah. Just, just in case shit hits the fan, you know, when two years ago when the world went to shit, we didn't know what the hell to expect. Mm -hmm. And at that point, like I really wanted a law tactical folder for my AR. Mm -hmm. But they were all everywhere I looked. They were either out of stock or they wanted way too much for them. I so, still think they're way too expensive, but that's just me. The thing I can't get over is that you can't fire it folded. Um, and I and I don't know if you're aware, but they're going to release, I believe it's called the Eric, uh, which will then allow you to, to fire it folded. So once that happens, I will be a lot more tempted to get a law folder. I don't know about you guys, but I still want the uh, M4A1 upper, the Daniel Defense one um, that Brownell sells, that's like exclusive to Brownells. I have been eyeing that thing for like two years now. <laughs> I just got to pull the trigger. You know, that's funny because with I felt the same way about the Law Tactical folder and the Apex trigger for my MMP shield. Mm -hmm. Like I always loved the size of the MMP shield. I just hated that crappy trigger that it came with. Yeah, but I couldn't justify spending almost the same amount that I paid for the firearm on an Apex trigger. It's just, but I finally bit the bullet and purchased it and damn i feel like i should have done that way longer ago because just that flat face trigger alone now i got the whole duty carry uh package but just a flat face trigger alone makes a huge difference on how that gun feels yeah i i i definitely can't wait to get mine in because i've got that i've got that in the tlr 7a sitting in my cart at brownells and my question to you is um, do you run do you run lights on your handguns? I do. Okay, so I have a mod light PL350 and I'm gonna run that on my Glock, but I've been like I was thinking about it for a long time to run it on on my on my M and P, but at the same time, I'm not hundred percent sure that that's what I want to carry. Like that's, that's a big ass light. light. It's fucking huge, dude. <laughs> it's like putting a donkey dick on the end of your gun. Um, <laughs> but it, it's a it's a great light. My thing is I want like I'm thinking of the, the TLR7A is the one I want. 
Um, but I'm also thinking like you have you have a TLR. Yeah, I got the sub. Right. Oh, you have the sub. Okay. TLR seven sub. And I, the the A is pretty much the same size, but it fits a uh, different Picatinny pattern. It does. It, uh, for the subcompact P80, the TLR seven A just it didn't match up with the with the pick rail. Mm-hmm. Now you can get a adapter for it and make it work, but it just doesn't look that great. Or you could shave off like with, take like a utility knife and shave off the the key that comes with it. Oh, okay. And you could make it work that way. But to me, I feel like the seven sub worked great with the polymer eighty frame. Oh, what do you have? You have a polymer eighty what? The subcompact polymer eighty. Oh, so the 43. No, it's the 26. 26. Oh, the 26. I'm sorry. Yeah, and uh, all Brownells upper stuff. So and... wait, how does the 7 sub fit on there? Okay, you got to get the 1913A. They have a couple different uh, models. Well, I have the Flex. That's the one I have in my, in my cart is the Flex, right. the TLR7A Flex. It depends on which firearm you're going to use it on because they do have a couple different sub models. And uh, luckily, a friend of mine told me about it. And he was like, You're going to want to get the 1913A for it. And uh, because I did get the TLR7A, and I had to find out the hard way that it's not going to fit on this thing. Oh, uh, okay. It'll fit on the 19, but not the subcompact. And uh, I think they have a version for the SIGs, for the SIG P365, I think. Well, this the sub is different. Like the sub, I guess, is is the one that um, I can't, I can't, I can't think now. The sub. The subcompact, right? Is the subcompact one. That's the one for the small ones. The TLR7A is the one for your normal size pick rails. Yeah. But I'm not, I, that's what I'm saying is like, when you were saying that, I don't, I, I'm not seeing different. I don't see the other one on the brown nose. I'm not seeing it either. The sub one, at least. They have a, if you look on uh, their website, not brown nose website, but I'm sure Streamlight has it on their website and I'll probably break it down to you. But, uh, Uh, oh, the the one for Picatinny is the old style switching. And then the new one, the flex has the two different ones. You can get the high or the low, and then you can move. Okay, so you can move this on the TLR7A. You can move the pick thing. So you can run it with Picatinny or you can run it with a Glock. Yeah. Okay, so that's so that's that's cool. All right. Oh, wait, no, no, no. This one. You can uh, talk okay. about, I'm talking about the 7A flex. That's oh, yeah, okay. Right now. I did find it on, uh, Brownells has it. You have to look up. What wording did I use? I just looked up um, Streamlight Sub. Oh. I just looked up Sub, and then it pops up, and it pops up as the TLR6. But then if you click into that and scroll down, the TLR7 is on here for the subcompact. Yeah. I will say, I think they missed their mark with the with the 10.5. If they would have done, the, if they would have done an 11.5 or a 12.5, more dudes would have jumped on that BRN-180. I guarantee it. <laughs> I'm sure they'll probably do something in the future. You also got to remember there's a lot, a lot of math that probably has to go through all that stuff. 
Yeah. With the recoil system and everything with the springs. Well, not really. Because you can, I mean, yeah, I, I know that there's engineering behind it. But at the same time, like you already have a platform to go off of. Like you've already built the basis. So now you just have to change some numbers around. And I realize I'm making that sound way easier than it is. I'm not doing that. Like, <laughs> Possibly a stupid question, but I'm not sure. But is the bolt set up the same between the 16, the 18, the 16, and the 10.5? Because if it is, then it really wouldn't matter with a length of like a 12. No, it's not different because it's, it's, it, at that point, it's all on the gas system because it's a short stroke gas piston system. So yeah. it uses a tap it to send the bolt back. Um, and then with that, you have three different gas, two different gas settings. You have your normal and your adverse or your mm. normal, your normal and suppressed, right? Yeah. Um, and then, so with that, it just, it just, it, that is how hard it's going to send that tap it into the bolt. And that's, that bolt is going to go back and forth. So with the BRN 180, I don't believe that it would be as difficult, um, to change the gas setting or to change up the gas system a little bit. Um, and dudes modify their, their, those cups that they put in there all the time, um, to make those work better. Hmm. Um, I know with the PWS uh, that I had, the 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 Mark six, the Mark one one six Pro, that was one of the smoothest shooting guns I've ever shot in my life. But it's heavier than the fucking moon, so I don't, I wouldn't recommend that gun. <clears throat> but. I, I'm sure there's a, where there's a will, there's a way. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm still drooling all over one of these Daniel Defense. Uh, uh, yeah, you want the mark. You want the Mark 18. I I've got my eyes on it. Between that or the Geisley. I see. I just um, want the I want the M4A1, and I don't really care that it doesn't come with a bolt character for charging handle. Like I want that gun, like because it has the SOCOM barrel. You know that, right? One sec, I'm looking it up. <laughs> it has. It's the Daniel Defense M4A1 SOCOM Block Two upper. So it's got the M4, um, the 203 cuts on the barrel for um the uh the but it's a socom barrel so it's uh, apparently stupid accurate so it's a, it's technically what would be considered an h bar um, oh so this is people. a uh uh okay yeah this uh I, th yeah this is a 14.5 so i could pin and weld this thing mm -hmm. or uh, run it on your sbr lower yeah mm -hmm. and I, I need i need more of those too <laughs> I really you know, I, I wouldn't I really, mind I wouldn't mind SBRing the BRN later down the line. You should, dude. I've seen a I've seen a few of them and they just look dude, they're good. coming back in like 90 days. If I wasn't gonna put in for my SOT, I would have literally went and got a tax stamp. Oh no, you can get uh 30 days on a um SBR. See, there you go. Look at that. Listen to listen to this guy. He knows what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, the I, I had mine. My 556 five, SBR was, I, I'm pretty sure it was thir like 31 days. Damn, 31 days. Um, I heard it's not taking that long recently. Uh, one of my buddies, he got his done within 30 days as well. This was a couple months ago. But I just don't know the whole legality uh, topic when going interstate from state to state with take the, your take your thing with you and then if you're you going to take to it contact you have to contact the atf when you're when you're leaving your state you have to tell them where you're going and you cannot be going to a state that won't allow that so like 
um, you can pass through states that don't allow it, but you cannot be going and staying in that state that won't allow it. So like, say if you're in Arizona and you've got like SBRs, but you're going to go to California, you can't take SBRs with you okay. because California doesn't allow it. But the state you're, is like, say you're going up to Oregon where I think SBRs are still allowed. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to drive through. You're allowed to drive through. It's called pass-through law. It's like interstate commerce shit. Okay. Um, but that's allowed as long as you let the ATF know that that's what you're doing. Um, but with an SOT, all I have to do is be like, fuck you, I have an SOT. Go away. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, that's why mainly, like, that's why I've just stuck with the pistol version because I didn't know, like, I didn't want to deal with the, all that contact and ATF. And- but that's just it. So what you can do is you can just go buy another lower, well, the, buy that as an SBR, and then... The, well, the other thing is that if your lower started as a pistol and then you SBR it, you can go back to a pistol. So if you're going to another state, you just slap your brace back on and you're good to go. Hmm? Oh, that yeah. does not seem correct. Because don't you have to put uh, all your information on there? I'm not. I'm not here for illegal uh, or for legal advice. But I, <laughs> I'm you, not here for uh, illegal advice. <laughs> you have caused the biggest shitstorm on the internet just now. You just said no. It. It's uh, yeah. It's uh. Do the research. Yeah, do the research. I have seen that uh, and chatted with a few people about it. Um, You guys kind of cut in and out, so I missed part of it. But uh, my understanding is that, let's say, uh, you know, if I pick up and I want to go down to Florida or something, I have to phone the ATF and say I'm traveling to Florida Mm -hmm. or I have to email them or whatever the hell, submit some form. Um, And then they have to, they basically have to agree that you're, you're good to go there. Uh, however, my like I, I thought even if you were to go through like the intercom like the interstate commerce stuff that you were talking about, I thought um, if it if it was illegal there, I still thought it was a no fly zone. No, no, you can pass through. I do know that, but look it up. I'm not an attorney. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> not not giving illegal advice. <laughs> I'm not giving you. I'm not giving you any sort of legal advice. But I do day, know. I am not an attorney. <laughs> yeah, yeah. None of us are attorneys on this. <laughs> My name is not Saul. Your, yeah. um, <laughs> but uh, I will. I will say I do know that you can pass through states as long as you do not stop in that state. Okay. So like, don't, don't go to a restaurant. Don't go to the gas station. Like, I think you can go to the gas station, fill up, but don't like, you can't like be away from your shit. Like if you pass through that state and you go away from your shit and it gets stolen, that state's going to charge you for owning shit. Cause cops, um, <clears throat> we'll leave that alone, <laughs> but that state's going to charge you for you having like an illegal SBR. Um, even though it's legal in your state, like you can't do that. Now that's something where, you know, go, go speak to an attorney. I could be dead wrong. So I would do that. But I do, I do know because I've had friends that have had to travel with them. I do know that if it's a state that it's illegal, you can't stop at that state. You have to continue going like, like that. I do know only because my friends have done it and I've been with them when they've done it so it's not like i'm speaking on like oh they told me about this no like i was with them when it happened so it seems like again it sounds like it's a lot less headache just keeping it as a pistol and an SBR. Go, go get an sot it yeah it uh it is <laughs> uh it is but i i mean i think if you look up what i was talking about basically if 
if the lower starts as a pistol, even if you're engraving your info on it, you're still able to return to a pistol status. Okay. I don't let's see at that point. I just, I don't know if that's. Federal. We'll just say it's a gray area, but I, I like if, if you Google it, there's actually, there's people that have, uh, I think they have emails from the ATF on it. If I remember correct, I looked at it a long time ago. So like definitely if you're somebody that's interested in this, do your research because I looked at it probably a year ago. I would say uh, that that is a possibility, but at the same time, I don't take anything the ATF says remotely seriously. Well, yeah, because they can't even keep track of what the hell they're saying. Like, no, they exactly. so back and forth with all these laws and interpretations that <laughs> they can't keep up with it, and they expect the normal citizen to keep up with all this. So thing. are any of you guys into prepping? Like, do you guys, like, have, like, water and food and shit like that? I mean, I wouldn't call it prepping. It's something that I like to have I, a certain amount of food and material. I call it. Amount. I call it being an, a legitimate citizen. But yeah. <clears throat> um, there are other people who call it prepping. Like, like one of my one of my wife's friends was like, "You're a prepper," and I was like, "No, like, <laughs> don't rope me in with those fuds like <laughs> i'm not a prepper like i'm like i have food and water and i make sure that we have food and water i'm sorry i didn't know a generator made me a prepper like i did not know these things yeah and she was like oh you're a prepper and i was like i'm not a prepper like i'm sorry i have <laughs> fucking food like, <laughs> fuck off yeah i think that's the problem nowadays is that so many people are just so used to buying food for that specific day yeah. They don't even buy like a week advance sometimes, unless you have a family or something that you... I'm trying to get to eight months. I'm trying to get to eight months. If I, if I can't grow anything for eight months, I'm mm -hmm. trying to have eight months worth of food. Like, uh, not bad. Yeah, my, um, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I guess I would use the word prepper. Uh, I, I want to be prepared. Yes. Uh, oh, same I, here. Am I, am I actually prepared? Probably not. <laughs> I, but, think, uh, uh, well, I want to try to live off the land that's exactly why i want to get a hunting rifle i have i have i have a rain collection system i have a water collection device that sits in my spare bathtub like that i can collect water if need be um i have uh, a way to boil water i have a generator i have fuel for like three weeks i've got like all sorts of shit like and and yeah you can call me a prepper but at the same time like I'm not going to be fucking hungry over here. <laughs> I've been hungry before it fucking blows. <laughs> True. I have a get home bag, which I don't live too far from work, but still I keep it in the car. I keep tools in the car just in case. Like I don't want to get stranded on the road because mm -hmm. I have to travel quite, quite a few miles back and forth from work to home. So I don't want to be stranded on the road by myself. Like, Maybe a month ago, my radiator hose went out on me, and luckily I was already like block or two away from work, and I was able to go to the parts store and get a new hose. But if you don't have tools on hand, then you're gonna have to call somebody to fix it for you. But I like to be prepared enough for the expect the unexpected or expect. Yep. The expected to happen at an unexpected time. I don't know. 
isn't that what everybody wants though i mean that's the funny yeah. thing is all these people that make fun of you for like preparing and that's honestly what i'm going to call it yeah you, you i don't i wouldn't consider myself a prepper because i feel like the prepping people have like a they you know with have, doomsday preppers i feel like yeah. that's you know the most hilarious fucking show on the planet um but i feel like i'm someone who likes to be prepared for any situation like i went and bought the w the wls wps the warrior poet society ankle medical kit because i got tired of carrying a medical kit a certain way so i wanted a better way to do it so today i'm literally sitting here in a podcast with you guys i'm not doing a fucking thing but i have my ankle medical kit on because i want to i want to know how it works like i want to be prepared like if i get shot or someone comes at me with a knife or something like that, I want to be prepared. And it doesn't just fall in line with work that, that goes for home. Like, am I prepared enough for my wife and my kid? Am I prepared enough to make sure that we have enough food, water? Do we have enough bullets? Am I going to be able to shoot people that are coming in? Am I going to be awake? Can I see at night? Can I see during the day? Like yeah. all that shit you need to be prepared for. And that's the thing that blows my mind over people like oh you're a prepper and i'm like well i'm not a prepper but i guess i am a prepper like like <laughs> yeah i want to be prepared for when the lights go out and shit doesn't work and you're going to come over to my house and want some shit from me and i'm going to shoot you in the face i don't know what to tell you <laughs> um what's the name for that uh you're not a prepper you're a shit i forgot the I forgot the name of it now damn it's on the tip of my tongue but oh, there's a different term for it yeah, uh, it's funny. I don't know if you guys watch James Yeager or not. Not really. Well, I haven't watched. He drives me up a wall. He was like, "There's preppers, and then there's a uh, some other guy." Like, but he's like, "Preppers are the guys that get shit and just keep on." It. And then there's the other like guy. they build like three garages in their backyard so they can hold all the shit that they're prepping for <laughs> they they buy like the uh the you know the abandoned bomb shelters and convert <laughs> them into a house although i t- you see some of those and you're like that's actually really badass <laughs> yeah like that did you see that one episode of doomsday preppers where the guy he lives in texas he's a dentist out here but he he bought like this thing out in the middle of texas and like on property it's a house and it's like really fucking nice house and he's like yeah i paid like three million for this and it's a really nice house it's like so i'm trying to trying to spruce it up for when when i have to come out here and live off the land and and he's like he's got a gardener like out back like and he's gardening for him like his whole thing for gardening i'm like you pay a dude to come out here and garden this thing like once a month are you shitting me like (laughs) so he's not really prepping he's just has shit ton of money where he could blow and yeah hope for things to go smooth when uh what's funny though is he's he's a dentist out here and i've seen his face on a billboard (laughs) and i mean so i'm like i know i'm not going to that guy fuck him like (laughs) have have, have you or do you guys follow zillow gone wild on instagram no that is that is worth a a checkout and they actually today uh down your way uh panda uh, Blacksburg, Virginia. They posted up a castle, two million dollars. Uh, it looks badass. But some of these, like you're like, whoa, you like these are the castle ones are intriguing as like a proper uh, fortress. Like, fortress, yeah. I mean, yeah. They, I saw one that was up in like Connecticut, and it le- legitimately had like a moat around it. I was like, 
the only thing you needed was the bridge to lift. <laughs> some, some alligators. Yeah, so some are alligators. You, are you a drinker? Um, yeah, I'll enjoy a good drink once in a while. Oh, I'm not. But so what's your favorite drink? Um, uh, probably cognac or a good whiskey or bourbon. Okay. I don't do clear, but, uh, I'll drink a beer once in a while. But lately, as, as of recently, like I kind of cut down a lot because I'm trying to lose weight. Same. So I'm trying to do more like water. I've been getting the flavor shots that you squeeze into the, the water. Mio. Yeah. Yeah, and I've just been trying to drink a lot more water lately. My my vice is Topo with Mio. Topo Chico, Topo Chico with Mio. That's like my vice. Mm. Like, if you, you know what Topo Chico is, right? No. Bubbly water. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's got the yellow, yellow label with the red lighting, red lettering says Topo Chico. Oh. That's my vice. Like, if I could sit down and have that with some Mio, like, I'm good. Like, I love bubbly water. But I, I don't like I like some beer, but I'm not a big drinker. Like yeah, two shots of tequila and I'm smashed. So, you know, <laughs> well, I guess, I mean, if that's I could drink people under the table. but You could definitely drink me under the table and you wouldn't even have to fucking try. <laughs> and But the thing is, like, it has to be a special occasion for me to like really want to drink, drink like the hardcore stuff. Like I, I'm OK with maybe a beer once a week. But uh, I haven't really been even craving a beer lately. I mean, maybe once the weather gets warmer again. Oh, it's we'll warm see. here. It's like 90 degrees today. <laughs> we, we have, uh, our weather is all over the place. What we call the DMV, it's uh, DC, Virginia, Maryland area. Like it's like a little bubble. We have unpredictable weather forecasts all the time. Oh, wow. That's hilarious. <laughs> You get all four seasons in one day sometimes. Well, we get we get gnarly rainstorms because it's kind of tropical out here. So it's it's like Florida, but we get a little cold sometimes. Yeah. So it's like I wish I would have just moved to Florida because I hate the cold. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I like I like the weather out here. But my my wife and my family can't fucking stand it. So I'm like, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I go be on my own. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Look, that's all right. When it comes to prepping stuff like vehicle prepping, we have all four seasons around here. So every once in a while, like every couple months, like I have to go through my like car bag, like everything like that, and just make sure everything's up to date on par with the seasons too. So, see, that's the thing I can't get into. I can't get into a routine like every couple months to go through and do that. Like I do it and I'm like, shit, I forgot about it for like two years. Like, yeah, I just gotta, <laughs> I just gotta put everything in there that I could need at any time. Yeah. <laughs> Routine of switching it out, not gonna happen. <laughs> the only thing I, I, I lose track of is like the perishable stuff like food, mm -hmm. like snacks and stuff like that. I'll have to toss those out eventually and just replace them instead of eating them. But, uh, other than that, what I really love, and I'm going to tell you guys right now, the best prepping food you could have, especially if you have plentiful water, fucking mountain house is the shit. Like, I've heard of that, yeah. Oh my God. Are they on Brownells? Because they do have some of that kind of stuff on there. Do they? Really? Shit. Yeah, they do. You got to look. I will go. I will go uh, let me look. I'm going to check too. <laughs> but I mean, I literally they... have everything ready ready wise no don't buy them don't buy ready wise 
no okay. my dad bought it and hates it he's like it's disgusting huh all right um i will say though like there's there's shit you could do um food you just type that in on there and see what pops up have you guys tried this tactical bacon from cmmg <laughs> Uh, Are you don't fucking kidding? Pork. <laughs> so, <laughs> you you haven't tried it? I haven't. I have, I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't tried it either. I've heard of it, but uh, open can receive bacon is what it says on the back. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of that. So I gave up pork like two, two and a half years ago. What's funny uh, okay. is I could give up pork chops in a heartbeat, but I can't give up bacon. That was what was hardest to give up for me, but uh. Now I don't even really think about it. Like it was hard to get used to turkey bacon. I prefer beef bacon over turkey bacon, but that can get a little expensive at times. But uh I don't really crave pork, like it's not my go-to anymore. Really? I'll either was stick it, was it just like a lifestyle change or a religious thing or I noticed that like it was giving me stomach issues every time I ate pork. Oh, okay. So I cut down originally for that. And once I noticed that it was the pork that was causing stomach issues, I just never went back to it. Could it have been because it was not tactical pork? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what it is. They have XMREs on there, 12 individual meals for 75 bucks. Mm. Um, so yeah, go to Brownells for pretty much everything. <laughs> I'm surprised you it. didn't. I'm surprised you didn't know that was on there. <laughs> I never paid attention to it, man. I didn't even know that they had that shit. I've got to utilize the website more for like medical gear and stuff like that. You can never have enough medical gear. Yeah, that, yeah. that's that's another thing that like I, I've browsed all of the. I mean, the food stuff, the the medical stuff. Uh, I mean, they really do have everything. <laughs> man, they got freeze dried strawberries. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, three day adventure kit with dry bag, and that's uh, looks like that's all that's all food, but that's ready wise again. So there's Simple Kitchen. Have you heard of Simple Kitchen? No, I have not. Maybe I'll have to buy some of this and try it. Yeah, there you go. Get all their freeze dried organic freeze dried mango, organic freeze dried pineapple. Like we could literally just go through and start looking at this shit. Anyway, I think we need to give the people a more entertaining podcast or get the hell off. So um, <laughs> I have to go pick up my wife from the airport. You guys can do whatever, but we have to leave this podcast. So <laughs> tell everyone um, where we can find you, Tactical Trash Panda. All right. Uh, you can find me on YouTube at Tactical uh, Space Trash Space Panda. And uh, you can find me on uh, uh, YouTube now. Just no, actually, no. Instagram is tactical underscore trash underscore panda. There you go. And uh, YouTube is tactical trash panda, all space, no underscores. Yep. And that's it at the moment. Uh, I will be starting to do probably lives on YouTube. And I'm thinking about calling it talking trash with panda. So you guys. There are you go. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. I like that. That's catchy. You Talk guys are more than welcome to be guests. Thank you for having me on today. Oh, um, no problem. I will not. A blast. I won't be as outragey on yours as I am on mine. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no cut cards. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you can say whatever you want to say or do whatever. You know. 
<laughs> it's funny because it's Mularthai uh, when we did our first podcast he was like I wonder how many people are going to hate me for associating with you and I'm like if they hate you for associating with me they're idiots <laughs> I don't care like you could drop the f-bombs you could talk with your mind like I love debating with people like it's fine like let me hear what your thoughts are I'll let you know what my thoughts are and we could under- come to a better understanding of each other's thought process that is what the world is missing right now. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, <laughs> and that we covered that. I mean, that was like the first pa- podcast we did. I was like, that is exactly what what the world is missing right now. Everybody is so decisive. It's funny because um, when when Mike is on here with me, he's like, just remember, everybody, the crazy white guy is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'm I'm black, so don't don't don't. I'm not the crazy guy, and and it's so funny because uh, Mike Mike's like, you got to cool it with that. I'm like, no, I can say what I want. Like, <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> that's kind of like why it's like I try to I try to feel out people or let them know like ahead of time, um, because because when Malar time was going to come on to be my co-host, I'm like, you do realize that I'm like not pro government, right? <laughs> And he was like, I, I mean, we've talked about that before even. <laughs> well, it is a public <laughs> forum. Like I, I You're more I, libertarian stance. A hardcore freedom. Yeah. Like I'm I'm very libertarian. I don't like and, and it's so funny because um I get so many people who are like, Well, you're libertarian. So you're 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 a conservative. I'm like, first of all, shut your mouth. Don't lump those two two together. Like, <laughs> I, I still think most people are libertarian, but it's just it, it's a it's a two part or it's a two two party system right now. That third party doesn't have the uh what what's the term I want to use? It, it, it's just you can't pull that card yet. Yeah, well, you know, I'll still vote that way, but I'm 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 I will still vote the way of my libertarian ways because to be honest, Joe Jorgensen was hot. You know, she <laughs> for an older lady. I was like, damn. Uh, <laughs> and then I like Spike Cohen. Spike Cohen. He was. He was. I loved him on every podcast that he went on. I literally just followed all the podcasts that he went on. Uh, and I wish at that point I'd started a podcast because I'd have just been like, please tell me your ways, sir. <laughs> um, but no, like I'm. I'm a pretty hardcore libertarian guy. But if you're if you're left or right, I don't give a shit. Like, do what you're gonna do. I'm the same way because. <laughs> You know, I, I associate with a lot of right, but I also associate with a lot of left. Mm-hmm. Growing up where I grew up, everybody kind of like grew up together, not before knowing any politics, you know? So yeah, yep. to me, I, I, I'll vote a certain way, but at the same time, I could care less what you are, as long as we can come to an agreement and respect one another. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I'm getting tired. Anyway, <laughs> hey guys, I mean, I appreciate you guys having me on tonight. It Anytime, was a blast. Anytime, man. You're, um, I mean, I say that meaning that if we don't have anybody, you're more than welcome to come on. But we're trying to get people on, so <laughs> you might be in a rotation. <laughs> it's waiting a while. This but. was pretty awesome. Like, uh, I haven't been on a live or anything like that in a while, so I, I really do appreciate it. Who Who else have you been on with? I used to do. Uh, Rate your build lives with P80 Ralph. Uh, then I haven't done that in a couple months. But does P80 change your management, right? Like they pissed off a bunch of people they were sponsoring for a while. 
All right, so with the whole thing with P80, Polymer 80, I used to love Polymer 80, and recently with the shit they pulled off with me, I'm kind of pissed off with them. Are you allowed to say this on on on, on public waves, or? Yeah, actually, I was thinking about doing a YouTube video about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Black Friday sale happens. They had some amazing deals on their complete slides. Mm-hmm. So I jumped the gun and bought one. It said it was in stock when I purchased it, when I checked out. It was a subcompact uh, slide. And it said it would take two to four weeks to arrive. I was like, okay, that's cool. It's Black Friday. They're going to be busy. Four weeks passed by. I still haven't heard anything from them. It took about five months for me to receive my slide. Oh, and wow. that shit looks blemished. Oh, wow. And when I reached out to them, they're like, no, that's how it's supposed to look. I'm like, no, it's not supposed to look that way. I, and honestly, I could care less if it's blemished, but you made me wait five months and I, you didn't say anything about it being so they, blemished during. They, peeled a, they, they pulled a Bill Geisley. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> he, is not, he is not a Geisley fan. If you haven't, he hates his, hates his AR9s, hates his Geisley. <laughs> down, cool. down with knights, right? <laughs> Yeah, uh, don't you dare talk shit about knights. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I'm a shooter. I don't care if it's blemished. As long as it works, it's cool. But if they had let me know ahead of time that it's going to be blemished, all right, that's fine. I got a great deal on it. But you made me wait five months for it. Then you're trying to lie to me saying that's how it's supposed to look. What was it? What did it look like? Just to clarify what the... It looked like the... Okay, the barrel on it looks like it's had a, a couple mags fed through it. Now they Already? they uh-huh. said that they do three test shots. That's not the way it looks. It's not three <laughs> test shots. I'll take a picture of it and send it to you guys on Instagram. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see that video. I will push that video because apparently yeah. <laughs> they they pissed off like a bunch of people who were like all about polymer eighty. They had them like. They were all about, and all of a sudden, apparently, like, they just stopped replying to people's emails one day and told nobody. And they were like, fuck y'all, like, we don't owe you anything. And apparently, like, overnight, it was a change of management. And I was like, bro, like, you can't just do that to people. Like, (laughs) I'll give you this, like, the guy that does their social media on Instagram, cool, cool person, but the guy I was dealing with for customer service, Seemed like such an asshole. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, there's a lot of companies that have fucking shitty customer service. Yeah. Cross machine tool. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I'll I'll take a picture and I'll send it to you guys. So you give me your thoughts on it. Because I don't like doing so many builds so far. Like the barrel shouldn't look like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't blame you. That'd probably piss me off too. So like, but anyway, um, and then Malar, where can everybody find you? Even though you've said it twelve times now. Yeah, it's dot Malar M I L L A R dot time. Uh, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. You know, I probably need to start a Twitter now that uh, you know Musk is taking over. I was, I was totally thinking about starting a Twitter. I was like, I think I need to do that. <laughs> I've been thinking about it too lately now with the whole Elon Musk thing, but uh, I don't know. 
anyway, you guys can find me at hoodlums underscore gun underscore bench on Instagram. You can find me at hoodlums gun bench on YouTube, uh, hoodlums space gun space bench. And then you can find me on Facebook, hoodlums underscore gun underscore bench, or just type in uh, just a hoodlum on Facebook and you can find me there too. Uh, you can also listen to this podcast. Um, you can do all sorts of other things. If you guys have any comments, questions, um, if you want to do review, we read reviews live on air if you guys ever send them in. And then um, <clears throat> it was honestly super cool to have you on Tactical Trash Panda. Um, I do enjoy your YouTube videos. Um, I just wish you would shoot more in them. That's something I'm going to be working on. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what's best on YouTube. Like I'm trying to grow traction on it. And I, to- I have figured out if you add shooting footage, it gets more people like yeah. um Glocktopus, I he does like one clip of him shooting like he'll just put in like a five second clip of him shooting and apparently people are like oh, i love Glocktopus," and i'm like i do way more shooting fuck you <laughs> yeah so i hadn't gone to the shooting range in like months i'm sorry to keep this up but i did a ton of footage that one day that i did go a couple of weeks ago and i've just been kind of like trying to post those yeah as of recently yeah, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get Ismailar time to post his shooting footage too. And he's like, I don't want people to see my face. And Me? It's weird. It yeah, you... cut out there. You know, <laughs> you know, I ordered that, uh, and you know, we we gotta let you go. But I ordered that he- that helmet for the night vision, and I was looking, and I was like, shit, I can get a a GoPro mount. So then <laughs> I can, can always have yeah, so I can always have a frontal view of me like shooting the steel. Yeah, you could do that. It'd be it'd be. Pretty fun. So after I buy this uh, uh, M4A1 upper, uh, I'll have to get the the, uh, the out. You with your shitty internet connection. After you buy your M4A1 upper, what? Did he go I'll away? have to get the camera mount. Oh yeah, yeah. Get your camera mount. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm still here. You can't. You're you're breaking up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll. Uh... We'll, we'll get yeah, going yeah, anyway. Said, uh, my don't have unstable. Don't have too much all fun, right. y'all. And I hope you guys had a good one. And thank you guys so much for tuning in. As I always say, shoot in the face. What do you guys end your videos with? Hey, that's pretty damn good, actually. I can't <laughs> top it off right now. <laughs> <laughs> Malar, uh, run suppressed. Stay blessed. There you go. Y'all have a good one. <laughs>